valken seu. Vahin viiks. I know we were going to have some time off, but you know what? That Black Lodge, that Twin Peaks, that White Lodge, they just keep calling us back. Yeah, and we answered the call, uh, and we just, we just, we're just itching to get back. We cannot stay away from I am. the zone or I Twin 100% Peaks. I 100% am. The Black Lodge, the White Lodge, the Great North, wherever. Hey, it's better us than some Tulpa or Doppelganger, am I right? <laughs> You're right, buddy. <laughs> oh, hey, what if we rewatch season three as like our doppelganger, so we like shit on it instead of like praising it, buddy? It'd be like season three hosted by like Mr. Mr. T Mr. and Mr. R. J. Yeah. God, God damn it! See, the, the other doppelganger wouldn't mess up with the son of a bitch. <laughs> God damn it! Now I don't know what I want to do first. Ah! <laughs> Fuck. I, you know what? Like I've started following Twin Peaks on a, like I like how we could just talk freely, like not about a specific episode. Like we're just talking Twin Peaks right now. Fuck yeah, we are. Oh, we're talking Peaks, buddy. Um, I follow. Uh, <laughs> I follow uh, Twin Peaks on uh, Reddit now, and they always post random shit. I sent you a screenshot the other day of like that dude got a light, but um. My Google now knows that, like, I'm interested in that, I guess, because I start following stuff and reading okay. stuff. And um, on the news, it was like, hey, the most what-the-fuck moment in Twin Peaks. And I was like, wait, what? And I clicked on it, and I don't remember Josie Packer turning into a doorknob. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that happened. Um, I by don't remember. And, uh, yeah. No, they, I knew they that. Make a, and they make I remember. A... Go ahead. Well, because I saw the clip. I remember her about to, her shooting the guy and then, like, Cooper looking at her or whatever and, like, her dying. And then, you know, uh, what do you call it? Truman runs over there, starts crying. He's holding her. Like, I remember all that. But then they faded away because I guess this episode was directed by Lynch and it was, like, the first time in a while when he came back to the show. And so that faded away and then you just hear Bob, you see Bob like laughing crawling on the bed because there's like a big spotlight on and then he's I think he said what uh, what happened to Josie or something something like that yeah, uh, and then uh, he's just laughing and then uh, it and then it shows the goddamn arm just dancing on the bed for no fucking reason and then yeah. the light goes away and then uh, Truman's there crying with Josie again and then it just sees him crying, but then it starts panning to like the nightstand, and then it shows her head in the knob of it, and she's like, like ah, it was almost like she was like coming. She was just like ah, <sighs> and I was looking around like ah, and then all of a sudden like she like went forward and like ah, and like her head turned into like the wood, and it kept freezing, and then finally it stopped, and it was like directed by David Lynch, and I was like, I don't remember that. Fuck yeah, but I remember that. I actually just saw a video today. We mentioned that. Uh, there's like a line earlier on in the show. I think the log lady says something, or Hawk says to her, like, like wood contains many spirits or something like that. So 
I think it's like hinted like a Bob killing Josie while not in like a human host trapped her in like the wood or something like that. Some kind of uh, weird thing. See, huh? I also had forgot it completely about that until I saw this thing today. I was like, oh yeah, that did happen. And I remember because it's just like it was like it was a video about the smaller detail. Like, I got watching this guy's series of videos about the big picture stuff that you know didn't answer. This is a video about small things that were just happened like one episode that just never saw again. And talked about the girl and the ah ah like that. Oh yeah. Um, oh thank. Oh man. There, there wasn't much there. It just said it could have been like a oh. reference to um, like an exorcist thing where just this evil force is like possessed this innocent thing just almost seemingly at random or something like that. Because uh, she in the way the girl got up from the seat with her arms out is, is the same thing that. Ronette Pulaski did when she woke up from a hotel in her uh, in hotel in her hospital room. She had her arms out like a zombie. Oh really? Yeah. Oh wow! I don't remember that. See, I can't. Oh, I, I can't fucking wait to start uh, season two <laughs> again. Oh, I know. God. And I, I read some article right that it uh it explained like the ending. It was like the hidden ending of, like, Twin Peaks or whatever, and it recounted, like, episode, like, a little bit of 17, but mostly 18, and it pointed out shit that I, I didn't fucking remember, and I was like, oh, fuck, that's right. Because, like, it, what the what the article was saying, because, you know, again, it was somebody's, like, opinion, so with, with some of the stuff they wrote, I was like, no, I don't know about that, but some of the stuff I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. And one of them was saying that, like, uh, I didn't realize it, but, you know, he was supposed to leave episode two, he was supposed to leave, but then the doppelganger stopped him, or the arm, doppelganger arm stopped him from leaving, because, you know, the other doppelganger still out there, but then when the second time, when he was able to go through, because there's no other doppelganger, because it was the new timeline, because when he saved her, it created a new timeline, so there was, Mr. C never existed in that timeline, and I was like, oh shit. Yeah. And then, like she, you said, uh, about pulling her out of the changing the history, it pulled her out of that, and it pulled her out of the lodge at the same time. Hmm. Yeah, it's just, like, fucking crazy. And I guess... I don't know. They, they wrote something saying that, you know, I guess it... it Judy fulfilled what she wanted, because I guess Coop taking her to the house, and at the very end, hearing Sarah say, you know, Laura, and then her realizing... Because I guess she remembered the past... Like, you know, her, the trauma in the past, like, uh, uh, timeline, I guess. And so it got, it got all her, like, uh, Garmin Boza or whatever. And so, like, I, but I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't feel like that was accurate. I don't think that's what it wanted of her. You know what I mean? I think it wanted, like, to kill her. I think it wanted her, not her, her scaredness, something, you know? Something weird like that. There was this, I don't know where this started, but there, I heard a bunch of people saying, like, oh, uh, episodes 17 and 18 were meant to be watched simultaneously, meaning literally playing at the same time side by side each other, so people actually, like, played them at the very start of them, like, at the same time, and stuff lined up, like, um, oh, wow. I think when, I think when Sarah was stabbing uh, Laura's picture, it was the same, it was synced up to when Laura screamed at the end of the episode, and then, um, oh, shit, there was there was some other one that was synced up, but then Lynch. I think someone asked Lynch about, it and he said, "Nah, it's total bullshit." The guy Lynch, the guy who uh, never says anything about how to interpret something, 
straight up said, no, that's bullshit. God it's just weird it. coincidences. Uh. Oh, and also, uh, too, it pointed out that um, when when Coop got out of the... In, in 18, when he got... Or 17. Se- yeah, 17, when he got out of the White Lodge or whatever, uh, after he waved his hand and the curtains moved and he's able to go through, I guess in episode two... He appeared in the woods where Hawk was supposed to meet him in episode two, but he never showed up because the doppelganger stopped him. And I was yeah. like, oh, fuck, I completely forgot that because I forgot Hawk was just in the woods chilling, you know? So he would have met Hawk at that exact moment. And it was like, oh, fuck. Like, my yep. mind was, like, blown because I didn't, I didn't I even remember that. Talked I didn't about that. that. I, I don't remember. We, I think, I'm pretty sure we did. I don't know, but I, for, reading it made me remember, and I was like, oh, fuck, that's, like, that's so good. Mm. Well, uh, since since our series uh, or season uh, rewatch for me, um, we've listened to the final dossier. Uh, the, well, the good buddy over there finally listened to it in its entirety. I've begun re-listening to it, um, and I've also seen the full, like, f- just about five hours worth of behind-the-scenes footage on the uh, Blu-ray, which uh, I'll, I'll tell you that uh, that's a treat. I gotta tell this one thing I just saw today that before I forget. Do you remember the scene? Uh, I think when Coop was trying to leave the the red room, and the floor was like kind of shaky, and the the floor opened up, and there was like that ocean thing underneath, but in underneath it, and he fell into it. Yeah. So, the way they did that was they had an elevated like wood plank with the the floor design on it that they could independently like separate and move around as they wanted, like each little like line. So they they shot that on that at that scene of it. So the thing was actually moving that he was standing on. Um, and it actually did split apart. So he had his like legs, you know, separated over the hole. And there actually was water in there. So the, the, the assistant director or somebody is telling Lynch, okay, so we're going to have the stunt person come in and shoot that thing. And Lynch is like, what? No, no, no. No, we're not. No, Kale's going to do it. Kale is what he calls Tom McLaughlin. Kale's going to do it. And the Why? assistant director is like, call him Kale? Uh, when they Kyle. were when they were doing Dune together, I think somebody okay. one of the producers kept calling him he had like an accent, kept calling him Kale, or at least that's how it sounded and he he was saying Kyle. And so ever since then he just calls him Kale. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, so that's their thing. Uh and so he had just like, but no, no, Kale's a fucking magician. He'll he's gonna do it. So that actually was they actually had Kyle McLaughlin uh, after the thing split apart, jump, pencil dive into this thing full of it's like a four foot tub of water underneath it that he actually jumped in for the scene. So that actually happened. That's pretty cool. Yep. And he came I mean, out. And granted, was like the, this episode, or this episode, this show doesn't have. It's not very stunt heavy. So I mean, like, yeah, he could have done that. Like, it's not like a. They weren't like having him like parachute down where they needed a stunt double. You no, know what I mean? and most of the stunts. I think like the biggest couple was like when Mr. Co- uh, Mr. C's car flipped over. They actually they showed that, and that worked out perfectly. They had to do that one time. Oh, it nice. like landed. It landed perfectly where it needed to, and so uh, Lynch was very enthusiastic to the stunt driver when he got out of the car. Oh fuck yeah! Praise like, oh, He did not. Lynch seems cool on set as long as you're not a producer telling them to. We don't have time to do this today, or we we have we have two days to shoot this thing. He's like, he gets he gets hot so often at those fucking like producers or whoever. He's like, why do we only have two days to do this? It's like we have no time to 
fucking dream up shit or anything. It's like I could have spent a week in the fireman's place. Like I love that fucking place. Uh, but they got such a limited time to shoot in there. It's like we don't get to dream up anything. It's like fuck yeah, fuck yeah, David Lynch, you dream up more shit. Don't let them stop you. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we've all we've talked about several times the famous "Who gives a fucking shit how long a fucking scene is" or whatever. Um, yeah. There's several moments like that uh, where he's just in his house and look or somewhere, and they're they're yapping the schedule to him, and he's like, "What? That's that's such bullshit." And then in this, I just saw too the scene where Hutch and Chantel are in the van, and that foreign accountant guy, they get the gunfight. They were shooting yeah. that, and like the the day was almost over. The sun was going down, and Lynch going like. We got we guys we got to shoot. The, he's in his chair, getting by, looking at the monitor. Guys, we got to shoot this. The sun ain't gonna be out forever. Get Tim a gun. Get Tim Tim Roth. Get Tim the gun. Yeah. Like, it's, it just didn't have for some reason. Like we guys, we gotta we gotta fucking shoot. And so as soon oh, as so Tim that's Roth, that's when he's worried about time. Right. Yeah. Because they only you know because I mean they're shooting outside. A lot of it is filmed outside. Other times too, like they only have an actor for a certain amount of time. Like Ashley Judd only is available for a certain amount of time, so there was a mm. crunch there. And same with uh, someone else had like just picked up a show or something. I don't know. I don't know. But then it's was, like, but, uh, but then it's like, why? Like she, her story added nothing, and she added nothing to the show. So then why even include her? Buddy, he wrote her in there. He wanted her. <laughs> even her fucking invalid, fucking sick husband. Like he was in an episode for no fucking reason. Well, the thing mentioned she that shit too, on that, him. It, the illness is like a occurring theme because you saw her husband, the, again the girl in the car, uh, Stephen, uh, Audrey. Like there's this, like, in the uh, Audrey's brother too. Like there's this, uh, like a lot of people are just kind of sick throughout. So that could be you know some kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And plus it's Ashley Judd. He probably just want to work with Ashley Judd. True. <laughs> you know, he's not directing a whole lot of things anymore. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't direct anything else in his life. Oh, buddy, don't say that. He's, he's no, gonna I don't want to one more like movie in the in the chamber. I, buddy, god damn, I hope so. <laughs> Fucking Mulholland Drive two. No, it doesn't have to be a sequel. Damn it, it can be its own <laughs> Lost thing. Lost Highway two. No, I know. Oh god, and it wouldn't be a sequel. <laughs> he's never made a sequel, huh? No. Technically, Twin Peaks: The Return doesn't count because it's a show. So, every new no, season. No, no, that's I, I, I know. But it's I a know, continuing I'm story. Just, I'm saying a yeah, sequel, right. like no, like I think technically Tarantino's never done a sequel either. Volume two, like you said, was because Kill Bill split up because he he made it one, but you said they made him split it up. They made him split it up. Yeah, one was too long. And so two, I don't count that more as, money that way. So I don't count that as a sequel, but because well, he doesn't either. Be one continuous story. Yeah, I wouldn't. So, uh, so he's got one more movie left in him. It just might be Star Trek. That's what I've heard, and it's supposed to be like an R-rated Star Trek, apparently. And William Shatner said he'll come back for a Tarantino Star Trek. Of course, everyone. It better be like fucking the Voyager crew, the DS9 crew, the Enterprise, fucking everybody in that shit. Everybody. Uh, Fuck yeah, they're all except Discovery. Buddy, that's brand new. That's all he's going to focus on now. No, it's not. Because fucking Viacom and CBS just merged again, 
And the, the the reason Star Trek's been so weird is because there's been this weird thing with the rights being split to like the old version and like the new version. But now they're in one company again, so they could do. I assume they could do whatever the fuck they want. So fuck yeah, everybody! Well, I, Old Star Trek coming yeah. back. Look, look forward to Picard, everybody. Eh, it depends. I need to see more. <laughs> God damn it! I know. You saw the amazing trailer, though, buddy. <sighs> so, uh... Ooh, I, that's what I'm going to do next. I, I'm going to go on YouTube, and I'm going to... Because I want to know what, like, commercials look like. Like, when they were setting up for, like, oh, Twin Peaks Revival coming soon. Or The Return coming soon. I want to see, like, a commercial or a TV spot for it. I'm going to Google... I'm going to YouTube it later. One of the main ones, um... Like. It was just, like, this blank... It was just dark. And then... Uh, Agent Cooper walks into frame, and then the fucking theme starts. It's like Twin Peaks: The Return coming soon to Showtime. Like, oh fuck yeah. yeah! I would have been sold on that. I was popping off so hard at the fucking promos when that shit was about to come out. Uh, but then I would have been hot realizing that Coop was only in four out of the eight, eighteen episodes. Man, we talking about? He's in the whole thing, buddy. No, that's retarded. Dougie. He, he and appears Mr. C. a buddy. Coop was only in, I think, episode one. Seven in every 18. episode, and maybe episode two, buddy. Uh, come on now. Well, it's oh, sixteen. Yeah, like he, when fucking he, he woke up in sixteen. Uh, like when dumb Dougie caught the fucking throwing a baseball with some oh, god for no was fucking amazing. reason. That was one of the best scenes. Oh, um, when uh, when he, oh, and it's, it's tradition for Lynch to when somebody's done, they say gather around everybody, and they they bring up whoever, like Lucy, for example, uh, the great mm-hmm. lovely Lucy. Is a rap and everybody applauds and they say goodbye because they're done shooting. Uh, they did it for, for Kyle. And Kyle said like, uh, it's been a, it's always it's a treat for everyone here to. I mean, David Lynch is one of the, you know, the, uh, greatest filmmakers of our time. Everybody applauded, and he's like, uh, so for you and for everyone, I give you this, and he does like a good thumbs up in his suit. Fuck yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty fucking good. And then he took the, uh, David Lynch took back the bullhorn and said, "All right, everybody, principal photography is a wrap." And they were all done. Oh, meaning they were done, done. Yeah, principal photography is like shooting it. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I was about to say yeah. like you can't like what scenes would they still film like after like I feel like you'd end with Kyle or Kale, you know? Well, they did in this case, and there were some other other cast members around, obviously. Like uh, Tom Sizemore was there and. The guy from Ant Man oh, was there. Yeah. Uh, they were in like the office, the insurance office building. So I assume everybody who was in like those kind of scenes was in there. Oh. Uh, um, but yeah, watching him give direction because I sent you a couple clips. Watching him like talk to the actor and he makes everybody leave except the actor he's talking to, and the, the direction he gives him, it's just like he lays it out pretty clear. Like I feel like even you or I could like act the scene that he wants because he's so detailed about what he wants to see. Buddy, could you imagine us in, like, a Lynch film? Uh, buddy, I dream about that every fucking day. Like, even if we were, like, a tertiary <laughs> character, or we're just, like, like yeah. let's say he's walking down the street, and then for no goddamn reason, because I feel like this would happen, the camera just pans to, like, two guys talking, like, at a gas station, and it'd be, like, me and you just talking, and it just focuses on us talking, and then it goes back. Like, that'd be it, and both of us would be like, oh, fuck, we're in it. <laughs> you could you could have, you could have like, a, some creepy, like, shit where we're just talking, and then we slowly look at whoever the main character is. 
for no reason. Yeah, exactly. That's like, exactly like twenty what seconds in his type of shit. Yeah, and then we just and then we just walk away, and they're like, "What was that about?" And, and then, then it's never answered. Yeah, and then we're done filming, and then I tell you that was too long, and then you go, "Fuck <laughs> yes, it was, buddy." I say it's not long, <laughs> Mr. Lynch. Can we do another take? I don't think that was long enough. <sighs> he goes, "I like your style, kid." I was just about to say, "I like your gusto." <laughs> like, <I'm> just... <laughs> and it goes into a staring for like two minutes, and then just like. Alright, yeah, we'll, you know, back to this point. God damn it. So perfect. <laughs> and then we go to the theater and watch the movie and we're cut out of the movie. Ah, uh, we're in the middle uh, of no. oh, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. That'd be God. worth it, though. I don't know how a Twin Peaks season 4 would do now. So many people have fucking died. Well, I got an idea, though. They can bring back goddamn, uh... Mr. C? You know, Agent, what's his name? Preston? Tamara no, Preston? Wrong one. No. Uh, the one that disappeared from fucking Fire Walk With Me. Oh. Like, uh, no one's even fucking mentioned him. Yeah. They mentioned Chet Desmond. They mentioned him in season three. There you go. No, I know, but, like, fucking over for, like, nothing. They're just saying, oh, he was in- investigating this. But, like, yeah. no one's like, like, where the fuck is he? No one cares. It's just like, oh, yeah. No. It's like, God damn it! Make make him come back, or maybe his doppelganger come back, or some bullshit. You could bring him back, and uh, uh, the fuck is he? Who's the guy? God damn it! What's his name? Keeper Sutherland. Keeper Sutherland. Yeah. yeah, bring them back and uh, have them team up with Gordon Cole and Tamara Preston. Bring back oh, Kyle. Yeah, new. <gasps> Another a new movie called Blue Rose. Oh, oh she's my mother's sister's girl. <laughs> That's the name of the movie. <laughs> fuck yeah, it is. I'll have two, one for she's my mother's sister's girl. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's uh, like, I'm already there, and then you show up, and I want that seat right that one. Next to the one seat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we're the only two people watching it. Uh, whatever. Fine. His movies don't no, ever make a lot of money. It's not Which what it's about. Because then it's like, how do, they, how do they get financed? They know they're going to make money in, like, DVD sales and, like, digital sales now? The Lynch diehards, yeah. And plus, they get like yeah, possibly nominations and stuff, and it gets noticed in the art crowd, and then it makes money after you know, awards are announced or whatever. That's really how it goes. Yes, so. Uh, so uh, the final dossier. Um, what are some big revelations from there that you recall and were finally excited to hear? No, hold on. All right, well, good buddy over there is taking care of something. Uh, in the meantime, uh, I I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed to like David Lynch doing something else in TV. Maybe because I know Mulholland Drive was supposed to be a TV show. I'm sure he's got more ideas in his head. Uh, I'll tell you what, let's pull up. Uh, I got some text messages. What's going on? Something's going on here.
Fuck yeah, good silence. Uh, yep. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, uh, I, sometimes it seems like he <sighs> has too many, not, not too many ideas, but it's just like, okay, the product we see, I don't have the, um, oh, what's that, what the fuck's that word, that, uh, maybe coherence to like, figure out how he, how to come up with something like that, like his things are so out there that it's like, how, how does this work, like how, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think he has like he'll tie small things in, like episodes apart, like small things that you wouldn't even fucking think of, or like mention something and then later on the episode, like three episodes, four episodes down the line, it plays a big part, and it's like I wouldn't like I don't I understand how he has all these things pieced together. Like a, it's like a fucking fat. Like if you looked at it, it'd be a giant like flow chart. Like I, I don't understand how he just like has these ideas in his head. You know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, well. I assume a lot of it happens when he's on set because he mentions that he doesn't have any time to dream up stuff on set, so it may just like come to him. That's crazy, and they trust him enough to where if he thinks of a new idea, like, all right, go with it. Well, he's hit that director level, like Tarant, like a Tarantino, where it's just like, well, if he says he wants to do it, then who the fuck are we to say no? He's not just some like foreign fuck director yeah. that they hired on the cheap to make a horror movie, you know? They they tell him what to do and everything. Or like in the MCU, and they do the same thing, and they say, "All right, this is the movie. What's going to happen? Just you direct it, Very make true. it get made." That's basically all they are is like babysitters. Like they're not really a director, you know what I mean? It's not like they had any real creative choice in the saying like, "Well, I think Cap should wield the hammer." Like, no, it's already been decided. Like, it's not your decision as a director. It's just make sure it gets done. <laughs> yeah. I get what you're saying, buddy. But, uh... Yeah, you're, you're with uh, Fuck yeah. The, the fucking final dossier. I li our good buddy was like, hey, you should listen to that. Because I signed up for uh, Audible for a month. I decided not to keep it because I didn't oh, yeah. want to have to another, like, $15 bill. But, um... I listened to, like, three or four books because you're able to return them. You know, no questions asked. So I was like, oh, fuck yeah. So I was, like, listening uh -huh. and returning books like fucking crazy. But one of the books I decided to keep was the final dossier, so I can listen to that whenever the fuck I want, which I think I'm on my third listen. God damn, buddy. Fuck yeah. Well, the second time I caught more shit than I missed the first time, so I was like, oh, fuck yeah. Oh, it happens. <laughs> I don't know. I'm on chapter... I'm on, like, the thing about uh, Annie Blackburn right now, I think. Oh, fuck yeah. See, I didn't even know that she was related to goddamn, uh... Uh, what's-her-face? Uh... Norma? Yeah. I didn't know she was related to her. Yeah, she, we knew that. Did they mention it in the show? Cause it's been, again, yeah. it's been so long since I watched the show, so I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, they, they mention it. That's why she's that's there. Like her, that's her uh, stepsister, right? Or half-sister. But she seems so much younger than than her. Well, she was younger, buddy. She was a that's she was born out of a she like a, her dad was cheating or whatever her mother or mom or something like that. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, it's just she's so much younger than Norma. It's like Jesus Christ, because she was. You know, competing in Miss Twin Peaks, and she was like a love interest of Coop, so it's like, all right. Yeah, well. Also, they kept they mentioned stuff of uh, oh, shit. Now I forgot his name, but the bad guy of the second season, and it's like, oh man, I forgot all this stuff, and I, I forgot that Coop like, yeah, and I forgot that Coop like fell in love with his wife and so, and yeah, all that shit. Them. So it's like, God, I, I can't fucking wait for that. Well, if, if you're gonna get cucked by somebody, it might as well be Kale. Oh, God damn it. Who better than than 
Cooper himself. Uh, so yeah, this and apparently now I'm because I have a summary and I have all the, the all the shit brought up on this. Um, apparently now I'm learning that there's a a book or whatever called Secret History, which is a composed document compiled by Major Garland Briggs. Uh, 